0: It's so wonderful to be in church, isn't it? You know, it's amazing. You know, we went for lunch today. Um, it was amazing. I saw the Garda on the streets. There they were, policing. and they weren't isolating. It's amazing. They're trying to keep the peace and keep law and order and keep things on the on track. And they're not isolating. They're somewhat essential. Moving right along. It's amazing. Here we are the greatest entity in all eternity the most powerful force of being and happening. There has nothing been like the church, ever. When Jesus gave his life, death, burial, and resurrection, and sent the precious Holy Spirit to us, there was never a group of people like this ever existed before. We became the family of God. He said he gave us the power to become the sons of God and infused us with the very same power. He didn't make us half-brothers and half-sisters. He didn't make us step sons and step-daughters. He made us the offspring. <laughs> I was thinking today, through different wars... Through all the bombs and through all the bullets, through all of not knowing whether people would come home or what, what would happen. They still went to war, because there was a war that needed to be fought. There was things that needed to be dealt with. there was oppressors that needed to be silenced and stopped. If countries did not go to war, then countries would have been taken. And even today, we live in a world that even though they say there is calm and there is peace, everybody's focused on COVID, but that will change too. People still went and they gave their lives for a cause. Yet we live in a world where entitlement really rules the day. The sense of duty has left. It now sits at home with the rest on the couch. The sense of duty no longer seems to be that which waves a flag and says, you know what? I'm not sitting here until they come to take me. I have a job to do and a cause that burns within me. Here we are, the greatest spiritual force that has ever existed. We are the spiritual army. I wanted to fall off my seat when Pastor Joanna, actually I thought she was going to take my line tonight. I thought she was going to go for it. I I leaned over to Pastor John and I says, you got a good one. How many people thank God for Pastor Joanna Hearn? Come on, guys, you can do better than that. You've got pastors that want to stand up and shout, that want to declare the goodness of God in a pandemic, wants to put their voices out there, wants to put their neck on the block, wants to just take you into places, amen, of freedom. You cannot let them walk alone. Can you just stand at your feet tonight and just celebrate your pastors, Pastor John and Joanna Ahern? Come on, guys, give God praise and honor and glory. You've got generals of the faith. Thank God you haven't got, you know, a couple of chickens. You may take your seat. A couple of chickens that are just sitting there looking to be plucked by the world. You've got generals. You've got soldiers. You've got people that want to lead you in victory, that wants to shout and wants to declare that God is doing a good thing, even in the midst of what the devil wants to do. Ladies and gentlemen, God spoke to me a couple of months ago out of Ephesians 6. And it was from the Greek, and it says this, that we do not war against those that have bodies. This fight is not against humans. This fight is not against others we do not agree with. This fight is against the age-old outlaw, Satan himself. Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He still wants to do that. You are the entity of God. You are the body of Christ. You are filled with the substance of God. Heaven is in you. Heaven wants to work through you. Just because something wrong happens doesn't mean to say it's all wrong. Amen. God has placed himself within you so that we can be what he is in this time and in this hour. Paul had to go and do so many wonderful things, the apostle Paul, but you know what? Even when he went to Malta, there was a snake, just when you thought that things couldn't get any worse, there was a snake that came out of the fire and laid hold of his hand, bit him. Paul lay down, swole up, and died. Paul just got thick, and he said, "That said, I've had it, I'm not doing this anymore. No, there was a word from the Lord that said he had to be in Rome. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to make it. Praise the Lord. I may not be nice tonight, but come back to tomorrow. I promise I'll be in my best behavior. But there's a spirit out there, ladies and gentlemen, that wants to rob you of every promise that the Lord has given to you. Over 7,000 present promises that are your birthright. You are inheritors of a kingdom. In the name of Jesus is that right to receive everything as your jubilee everything that the enemy meant for bad God can turn around for good as long as you keep going forward and not looking back when they came ah oh, so stolen when they came out of Sodom and Gomorrah The word of the Lord to them was you must move forward, you must keep your eyes fixed and you must not look back because if you look back you will be preserved as a pillar of salt. And of course Lot's wife, she couldn't keep her eyes of what was back and she turned around and she was preserved in the state. In other words, there was no way that she was moving forward because her eye wanted to always turn around and look back. Look back to the way it was, look back to how it was, look back to who was there and what was this and what was that. We are in a season we cannot look back to two years ago. It was wonderful. We must look forward. Everything has changed. How many people know that? Everything has changed. But the anointing is available for the day that we live in. We worked in anointings yesterday. It was powerful. But we must not forget that there are anointings for today. There are anointings for tomorrow. And God is greater than anything that could ever come against us. We may take a persecution, but I'm telling you we are not crushed. We might be a stomon we might have them come at us on the left and come at us on the right but I'm telling you when we look on to Jesus he will start us and he will finish us and he will take us through the in-between you may not be oh Phraconia. Oh, I will get this out you must not look says the spirit of the Lord to the things that want to distract you Unstable, destabilize and cause you to be faltering in the progress that I have set before you to accomplish what it is that I need done in this land. This work was not raised up just so that people could come and just have church. This was raised up as a force. I, as the Spirit of God, has told you many times and reminded you, and I remind you again this night of your destiny. Do not be diluted. Do not allow the chiding of the enemy to cause you to forget your purpose. Because one that forgets their purpose loses their position because purpose always positions you. Do not pick the wrong fight. Do not allow the words of men and the thoughts of others to derail, to destabilize, to cause you to step back from, step down from that which I have raised you up to be. Take your seat and refuse to come off it and rule as a king in this life. Know that I am the same God that was with you two years ago as I I am with you tonight. I hear you, Lord. I hear you loud and clear. You must remind yourself of what it was that God said and what he asked you to do so that you can accomplish what it is that the Spirit of God wants to do through you. Mind yourself constantly of the words that were given to produce, to produce heaven on earth among the living So tonight, Father God, we take our place like we've never done before. Mm -hmm. And to submit ourselves one more time to the plan and the purpose of heaven. I just lift your hands and give him praise all over this room. you give him praise with your mouth, We bless his holy name. In May 2015, I heard the Spirit of the Lord minister to me, and I've ministered here at this church, is that there are things that are coming that you must not allow yourself ever to come off the wall or to come off your seat by the emotional berating of the things that will come through satanic works. The Lord spoke to me from Nehemiah 6, in Ephesians chapter 2, Nehemiah was wanting to restore things within the city, and there were people that did not want him to do it. They were system people. Nehemiah's motive was absolutely correct. The motive. Nehemiah's motive was to do right by the plan and the purpose of God for the plan of God and for the people of God. When Son Balat and Tobias came to try and get Nehemiah to come off the wall, Nehemiah responded to them and said, I will not come off the wall for I am doing a good or great thing. It sounded pompous, presumptuous, but Nehemiah believed more in the work that he was doing than what he needed to hear about what Zambalas and Tobias thought of what he was doing. There's a lot of people, ladies and gentlemen, that want to talk to you about what you are doing, but they didn't hear what you heard from the Spirit of the Lord. They weren't given your birthright. They weren't given your call. They weren't given your gifting. They weren't given your seat of authority. And it's amazing in a time like this how many people want to say something about what we are doing. But yet they don't have the responsibility of accomplishing what we have been asked to do. And Symbalat and Tobias did not want Nehemiah to do this and there were many reasons that they didn't want him to do it. Number, I, I could think of one, but, but many, but I can give you this one is because it, it showed Symbalat and Tobias up to be what they were and the wrong motive that they operated under. I hope you're hearing something from the Lord tonight. And when Symbalat and Tobias didn't do, first off, what, When Simbalat and Tobias did what they did to Nehemiah, and Nehemiah didn't do what Sembalat and Tobias wanted them to do. Then Sembalat and Tobias said, We're going public. And what Sembalat and Tobias wanted to do was to go public. Regarding Nehemiah to sway the emotional And to sway public opinion. In other words, they were not going to stop at anything to get Nehemiah removed. But there's a scripture, ladies and gentlemen, that tells us that Nehemiah finished the wall. I want you to lift your hand and say, We will finish this work in the name of Jesus. Shut it up. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Come on, say it like you mean it. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me, I will show to be in judgment. One translation says, the weapon has not even been formed. You know, you heard words tonight. We bring every word to naught. We bind the works of Satan. I heard that come out of Pastor Joanna's mouth. I believe that she means that. I believe faith was an operation. I believe the power of God was in operation. Why? Because it is our birthright. In the name of Jesus, we have the authority. Do not forget that you are the body of Christ. We are at war. There was a first and second world war. It was natural. But I'm telling you, there were things in the heavens that were trying to destroy people's lives. Amen. We are in a spiritual war. Stop focusing on COVID-19. This is much higher. This is much further. This is much bigger. This is something that wants to take us to a place of absolutely stalemate and standstill so that the church cannot operate. Many lives are being destroyed because of what Satan wants to do. This is not about what people have done. This is not looking to see if it came from China or it came from somewhere else. I know exactly where this came from. It came from the heart of evil, ladies and gentlemen. You don't look at people. People are not your problem. Stop looking at this one and that one. People are not your problem. Satan wants to use people against each other. This is not about people. This war is not about people. This is not. Your enemy is the devil. People may come and they may say things. You might have some ballots and biases in your life, but you must keep your focus. You must know that God put you on a wall for a purpose. God spoke to me 2015 that things were going to come to emotionally berate. I had no idea what was coming. This was 2015. I had no idea what was coming. But that is the grace of God. We prayed about the political upheavals within the United States and throughout the world. Not one of the people that I knew ever thought that something of the magnitude of the pandemic would come to change the world from what we knew. Somebody asked a question last night on Facebook. Did God... A lie, COVID? Did God send COVID? I don't believe God has anything to do with COVID. God is the author of health and healing. He is the healer. And I just want to just add a little bit on top of it. He will not use sickness and disease or any infirmity to teach the church anything. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Can I have a big amen? But I can also say this, is that there are many things through this last two years that I believe have been good. What do you mean? I don't believe that COVID has been good one bit, but I believe a certain amount of time to allow us to focus, to refocus, to, to allow our ducks to get an order to, to see what is really prioritized, important in our lives. has given us a moment to breathe, to say, this is important. And if you use the time to push into God, you should actually be more on fire today than what you were before COVID ever hit. My family's coming out of this stronger than what we went into it, ladies and gentlemen. No matter what's happened, and there's been a horrible, few horrible things that have happened, but we are coming out of this stronger. I want you to look at somebody and say, we are coming out of this stronger. But Cymbalot and Tobias, ladies and gentlemen... They didn't want to have someone like Nehemiah rebuild walls, put the doors in the gates. They did not want the restoration the way that dynasty, Nehemiah wanted to bring it. So, how many people in this room would agree with me tonight that God uses people? Let me see your hands. Put your hands down. I want to ask you another question. How many people believe that the devil uses people? Let me see your hands. So if God wants to do something, he wants to do it through people. The devil wants to do something, he wants to do it through. The enemy loves to use church people. I want you to look at somebody and say, he's never going to use me. Come on, say it like you mean it. He's never going to use me. I want you tonight to stop looking at COVID-19 that is just some virus. Some people have questioned whether it really exists. Ladies and gentlemen, it does exist. Stop that. It is real. It is trying to destroy people's lives. This nonsense that people think, you know, it's just some governmental thing that's going on somewhere. It is real. But so is the power of God. I'm going to say that again. So is the power of God. I'm going to say that one more time. So is the power of God now when the snake came out of the fire if paul had to lay down and died and swole up like a big old fat elephant and just died there and carved on the on the side of the fire i mean that would have been one thing but he didn't look at you never say he didn't hey man what does the bible say he did he shook it off look at you never say shake it off in the name of jesus why because satan comes to strike and when satan strikes you don't sit and think about oh my golly i've been bitten." And think to yourself, if I, if I don't swell up within the next 30 minutes, then I'm not going to take an anaphylactic shock. I'm not going to die. My heart's going to keep pumping. As soon as the enemy strikes, you shake them off. Look at another person and say, shake it off. <sighs> this was nothing that I planned to say tonight. But the Lord has intervened. Look at three people and say, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. There's a spirit at work, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. I don't know what it is and I don't know what you call it and I don't need no need to know what you call it because I know what name to use and it is the name of Jesus. And I don't care what the enemy is trying to do because I have the plan of God. And there's people before me went through helly situations and they made it. And there were people before them went through hilly situations and they made it. And people before them went through hilly situations and they made it. And I'm telling you, we may go through helly situations but we're going to make it in the name of Jesus. Why? Why? Because we're not coming off the wall. And I'm bringing this word of God to you tonight. All nations, do not come off the wall. You were given the job in Dublin, Ireland. I'm telling you to bring this nation to its knees and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and to raise the banner of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that God is a good God. If you believe that, give the Lord praise and honor and glory. We have to continually, in the face of adversity, shout that our God is good. How many people believe that tonight? He is good. We are not a people forsaken. We are not the children of Israel, praying for 400 years to get delivered. And then out just a few days, standing at a body of water, and there they are, wanting to go back. Look at you near and say, We're out of the box. Praise the Lord. We can't be the gift that God has sent to the world and then just because it's going bad, once, you you know, just box me up again and take me back. You were out of the box. Everybody knows you're wild and crazy. Everybody knows you're radical. Everybody knows that you're believers. Everybody knows that you've got the spirit of faith. Everybody knows that you've got a voice. Everybody knows that you're not going to shut up and be silent. Everybody knows that you've got a destiny. So why don't you just go ahead and fulfill your destiny? I flew several thousand miles (sighs) not to come here and have foo-foo sandwiches at the Westbury. That was a wonderful experience today, but I didn't come for foo-foo sandwiches at the Westbury. I came to get in a fight, ladies and gentlemen, and I came to ensure that this body of believers are strong and they are staying strong. In the name of Jesus, it we are strong and we are getting stronger. For those that are getting nervous, I'll be, through. I'll be through by 12 o'clock. I'm just warming up. Tomorrow morning might be very good in this room. I wouldn't miss it for nothing because i tell you, we might even have a visitation from God. If you keep this up tonight, you might even get a visitation from God. The church sulking around, just wondering, oh, goodness, I broke my phone now. Church, just, you know, I just said, what do you think? What do you think? What do you, what do you think? You think we should go to church? You think it's safe enough? Well, is, uh, is an elevator safe in the, in, the, in the mall? It's amazing how we can go to Tesco's. And some people are longer in Tesco's than they are at a church. Not an argument. There are a lot of people that spend an hour in Tesco's. I mean, that is a hellish situation, but there are people that spend an hour in Tesco's. We've got our masks. I just thank God Pastor John didn't ask me to preach with it on. We're at war, but we're not at war with the government. My God, I mean, who in their right mind would want to be a government official? No, no, I'm serious, guys. Think about this rationally. I mean, they're just regular people in office, voted in by people, they didn't sign up for a pandemic. I don't believe for one minute that the nurses and the doctors up in the the hospitals are trying to kill us with with, with trying to get us a vaccine. But don't go there, Pastor Paul. I mean, to hear people, you think that everybody and their dog was out to get us. Like if the COVID doesn't get you, the vaccine will get you. I mean, if this doesn't get you, that will get you. Oh, I can see that one down really well right there. But you have to understand what you're fighting, ladies and gentlemen. People would come to me about the masks, and I said, why are you fighting over an inanimate object? I told thousands of people, I will never fight over this. If somebody wants me to wear it, I will wear it to get on an airplane. I had to wear it all the way here. And there's people that are, they delight in telling you, lift your mask over your nose. And you know, we forget, we've wore them so long that we forget we're wearing them and we're in the car on our own with our masks on. And then you're nearly home and you suddenly realize I have the jolly thing still on my face. I'm sure some people sleep with them on. Just in case it snook in the bedroom. Shut it out, I'm gonna make it. No, I don't hear you tonight. Shut it out, I'm gonna make it. Come on, guys, I'm not, making, I'm, not, I'm not making light of nothing. This is a serious situation that's going on, but I'm telling you what I see it as is wartime. I've told as many people as I possibly can, as the people are not your issue, please leave people alone. We are supposed to love people with the love of God. The love of God is shed abroad in our heart. This is not the time to turn on each other. Well, I believe in the vaccine and they don't. Listen, listen, stop imposing your view on someone because you don't want their view imposed upon you. I've told thousands and thousands of people, you know, you want the vaccine, take the vaccine. You don't want the vaccine, don't take the vaccine. It is up to personal choice. Can I have a big amen? That is your right. But don't be thinking that there's thousands of doctors that are just sitting there just wanting to jab you and kill you. That is a horrific thought, ladies and gentlemen. And I honestly believe that there are some things out there that wants our minds to go to those dark places, that that, that everybody is involved. Maybe I shouldn't speak these things. I think you have to be cautious with what you're fighting. I'm gonna say that one more time. I think you have to be cautious what you're fighting, and you must expand your energy on the real enemy. And never forget that this fight is spiritual. But Pastor Paul, I heard this and I heard that. I'm sure you did because we live in such a world of knowledge. Everybody wants to send us the latest YouTube. And we listen to more YouTubes than we do read our Bible. We listen to what this genie says and another genie and another genie with what they think is going on. But yet if we read our Bibles, we can see what's going on. We can see that we're in the end of days, ladies and gentlemen. We can see that we are the church of Jesus Christ and we are awaiting the return of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We know that there was an early church. We didn't really think that we would be the end time church, but here we are. We are it. I don't believe that there are many decades ahead of us. I don't believe there are many, many more years for people to get this together. Amen. The early church started with fire and I believe that the end time church will finish this with fire. If you believe the shout a big amen. You might get knocked about a bit. You might be spoken bad about, oh my God, they're speaking bad about me. Listen, they spoke bad about Jesus and Jesus says, if they hate me, Why do you think that you're not going to be hated? And that's why we as a church can't be sitting up on the Westbury just sitting sucking on foo-foo sandwiches. It's a wonderful experience, but I'm telling you, that's just a moment in time. My family will tell you, and it's terrible, I know. They wanted me to hang out with them today. All I wanted to do was eat and go back to the hotel room. Why? Because my focus was not the streets of Dublin. My focus was the spiritual part that I have to play this weekend that will impact the streets of Dublin. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a free vacation for my family. Well, it might be for them, but it's not for me. (laughs) Anybody glad you came to church tonight? It's all about perspective. It's all about seeing things correctly. It's always all about seeing things accurately. And if you give yourself to the spirit of the world and listen to everything that the spirit of the world wants to tell you, you will become completely and utterly immobilized. You will do things out of the wisdom of this world which the book of James tells us is devilish. Why are people not talking about this? We, the church of Jesus Christ, are a government. Why are we not hearing lots of that? We in ourselves are a government. The body of Christ in ourselves are a government. We are a government. We are the ecclesia. In other words, we are a governing body. We are a governing jurisdiction. In other words, we have rule. Like it may not be natural, it is spiritual. But what we do in the spiritual impacts the natural. So therefore, if we just clamber down and we sit down and we just say, Well, well you know what? We're just hunker down until this thing's over. You know, everybody hunker down. Come on, ten hot, ten hot. Everybody get in your shelters. There's the sirens. There's another variant. There's another variant. Oh, there's another variant. Omron is on its way. Or whatever you call it. We told everybody last year, that when this, this whole thing broke, I went on and I spoke to our people and I spoke to people and I said, this is just the beginning. There will be many things that will come now. This is just the beginning. I did not put the word variant on it. I I didn't know what to call it, but I just knew that this was just the beginning of these types of things that were coming. Are there any believers in this room tonight? So what are we going to do as they multiply? Shake them off. You say, well, you're you're just being absolutely, just completely irresponsible. How can you say that? The guards are not irresponsible trying to keep law and order on the streets. The doctors and the nurses are not being irresponsible up in the hospital trying to do what they can possibly do for the precious people that comes in the hospital doors. How can you call me as a man of God, as a minister of the gospel, irresponsible when it is my job to ensure that the spiritual well-being of the people is at an all-time high? It is my job to ensure that you are fed, that you are guided, that you are led, that you are seated and clothed in and your right mind. It is my job to ensure... That the kingdom of heaven, you know, does not suffer loss. Did you forget that the Bible says that the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force? Pastor John, you might have to take this microphone. Because I'm doing a very bad job tonight of articulating. If I'm not on in the morning, you'll know that this was not the right message. I love God with all my heart, but his love is in me for the people. I can't bear to see people, good Christian folks, distraught in despair, afraid, cowering. Listen, the wisdom of God is do what they're telling us to do. I agree with that. I agree with the wisdom of God. We were one of the churches in Tulsa. We put dots on the floor six feet apart. Everybody had to stand on a dot. I'm into big time. I'm a strategist. I love strategy. I I comply with rules. I actually enjoy things like that. I'm like, okay, I can do that. This gets several dots. Everybody take a dot. My dot, your dot, and your dot. Amen? And don't breathe on me. Did you hear, don't breathe on me. I'm big into that. I'm into that. I tell people all the time. You say, I thought you were a man of faith. I said, if you have symptoms, stay home. To hear people talk about us, you would think that we were telling everybody to be completely irresponsible. Our staff, our pastors, we all are told, I tell them, we all have, we all know what to do. We all know, we have our signs up just like you. I mean, honestly, coming in here tonight, every car that's coming in is you're checking everybody's code. I mean, these are different times. So I believe there's wisdom in doing what we're being asked to do because i believe that that is wisdom if they're saying if you do these things then we can help not spread that's good advice okay i can live with that but we got to get together i said we got to get together god's put you in a big old boxing arena so that you can get together Aren't you glad tonight that we can get together? There there might be a lot of orange seats in here, but you know what? Nobody's sitting breathing down your neck. For those who want to hear this, there is nobody breathing down anybody's neck in this room tonight. But I tell you what's happening. The fire's stoking. I tell you, we have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And don't you double guess yourself and doubt yourself one minute more. God has his hand upon you. God has a plan within you, and his power is there to bring it to pass. If you believe it, shout a big amen. Come on, guys. Shout it out. The best is yet to come. The greater days are right up ahead. Come on. I believe in the glorious church. I believe in the power of God. We ain't seen nothing yet. I'm telling you day after day after day. I'm telling you they began to pray for an awakening in the north, and I'm telling you surely, but surely it came. And I believe that this nation is in in the cusp of a move of God. If you Believe us, shut up, big amen. Once the days get darker, the church gets brighter. That's you and me, guys. How many people's ever went to Africa on missions? Anybody from Africa here? Okay, I've been to Africa many times. I'm telling you, before I ever got to the service, they would be praising God for about three or four hours. I'm speaking to my African brothers and sisters, please do not become like the people here. Get here early. People walk in Africa. They walk for days to get the services. And then they get there and they praise and they worship God for three or four hours. Please, I know that you've come to Ireland and God has brought you here. But God brought you here for more than an economic blessing. God brought you here to bring what you carry so that we can get the praise and the worship and the determination and the conviction to a place that we need it. Can I have a big amen? I tell people all the time, where are you from? I'm from Brazil. Then be what you are. We don't need Brazilians becoming American. We don't need Brazilians becoming Irish. Yes, culturally, yes, blend. But when it comes to your personality and when it comes to the things that you do, come on, bring a little Brazilian, baby. Come on, you brothers and sisters from Africa, bring a little bit of groove into the service. Sitting there like a dead old, you know Well I tell you praise the Lord is the praise the word? praise and worship over yet. I think the praise and worship's too long. But I'm telling you, if this is all nations, then the flavor of all nations should be in here. The Africans should be doing what the Africans are doing. And the Brazilians should be doing what the Brazilians do. And the Irish, they should do what they do. Just sit there. (laughs) Look at you never say, not in this church. Come on, shut it again, not in this church. You say, well, it's pretty cold in here. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, I'm having myself up warm. Listen, if you would get up and you'd jive a little bit and move a little bit, you might even break a sweat. And that could be the first miracle of the night. I just love the church. I love the body of Christ. When God shows up and he tells us these things, you think at times to yourself, I can't I can't tell people not to come off the wall. That doesn't even make sense. That's just Paul Brady. That's just Pastor Paul. He's just a, he's just a little different. I've had people tell me for years you were different. I have people in America, even our pastors, they call us the wild Irish. Why am I wild? Because I want to believe? Why am I wild? Because I don't want to just conform. I want to praise God with my whole heart. I want to worship him. I want to bless his holy name. When our son went to heaven in 2005, ladies and gentlemen, as a result of a road traffic accident, people look at us, well, that's those faith people, but let me tell you something, faith people have some trials. I remember going to our pastors we went to the opening of the compact center Joel and and Victoria Osteens Zachary was just went to heaven just a couple of days before we flew out I said I'm not missing a beat I'm not missing the plan of God Said, there's nothing I can do about my son my eldest son right now we have Joshua and I said we're taking him with us and we went tears and all I said I refuse for the enemy to Watch and sit and gloat over the attack he brought against me. Us. Are you listening to me tonight? And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to sit and gloat over the attacks he wants to bring to your house. Gone on a plane, went to the opening of the compact center. It was phenomenal. It's kind of surreal knowing what happened in our lives. Went to see our pastors, Pastor George and Terry Pearsons. Uh, Yeah. I sat down and Pastor Terry looked across the table, at Karn and myself across the dinner table and said, you know we are at war, Paul and Carn." I said, yes, Pastor Terry, I understand. She says, you know, war at times has casualties. And anything that we have learned in the Copeland household is that war costs And war has a price. And at times, there are casualties of a war, but the casualties of war do not cause us to stop. It actually gives us more resolve to fight on. And I declare it over your lives tonight, it is time to fight on. It is time to fight on. Say it with me, it is time to fight on. I'm going to say it again. It is time to fight on. What does, what does the world look like if the church is not here? That's when the wheel really comes off, ladies and gentlemen. It's called the tribulation period. But you know what? This is like a pre-run to this because the church is experiencing, or the world is experiencing a place now where the church is not doing what it used to do. And you can feel it. My, my number one thing was this. God, I need to get the people together. Why? Number one, we need to pray. If there was only a reason for us to get together, we have to pray together. Why? Because we are stronger together. One will set a 1,000 to flight. Two will set 10,000 to flight. We cannot just stay in our homes and pray over Zoom. church was built to work together we are spiritual that's why there's the law of transmission and touch there's things that can be imparted by the laying on of hands and if we are not together then how can we receive things from God through each other maybe this is too much tonight but I sense the spirit of God come on give the Lord praise and honor and glory come on magnify his holy name Nehemiah, never come off the wall, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to say it again. Nehemiah, never come off the wall. In 2015, I, I, I just I couldn't understand truly what the word of the Lord was all about, even though I worked with it. I diligently prayed it out. We got our prayer groups and our prayer teams to pray it out. We worked it out. I preached it so many times, just trying to get the, the understanding of what was being said. And here we live in a day. If there was any other time that we need to rule and reign with Christ, it is now, ladies and gentlemen. But this whole situation and scenario that is playing out before us really is, it's not so divisive as people say, it's more of a separation. Because it is separating those who believe and those who don't. Those who have a relationship with Christ and those who have religion, because the Bible clearly says that it is the traditions of man that brings the power or brings the power of God to no effect. There is a Pharisaical spirit that is at work, and I tell you, we're in days, ladies and gentlemen, when where people are crying for Barabbas. And that spirit that is at work. To crucify the body of Christ. To bring us to a place that we cannot work. That's why at times people have said, Pastor Paul is very quiet. And I would simply say, with love and with grace, I have nothing really to say about this. Other people were prophesying, other people were saying things, other people were doing things, but yet it seemed that I would go quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter than I realized. when the accusers came to Jesus, he didn't speak up for himself, defend himself. He just simply took the posture of this is why I am here. This is the fulfillment of prophecy. You see, with our mouths, ladies and gentlemen, we can actually alter the course of events. For us to speak up when we should be silent can actually interfere with the plan and the purpose of God. And when they came against Jesus, Jesus just simply stood silent. That's a posture of power. It's one of determination and it's one that reveals to people. After a period of time, that person truly knew who they were. See, the power behind Jesus' ministry was the anointing of God, but there was also something else so connected to that is that Jesus found in the word of God who he was. And he held fast the course. Jesus was no sooner baptized in the power of God, filled with the spirit of God, the voice from heaven saying, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And then the next thing, he is being led by the spirit into the wilderness. After all that time in the wilderness of 40 days, then Satan comes with consecutive blows to try and do Jesus like he did Adam all those years before. But you see, this Adam, Jesus, was not going to be done like the Adam was before. When Jesus beat Satan in the wilderness, it says in Scripture, Satan says, I will return for a more opportune moment. So again, where Satan wanted to come and hit him was in the garden of Gethsemane, but yet too late, too far gone because Jesus had already prayed the prayer, not my will be done, but yours. Under the greatest pressure that any any person could ever have witnessed, we just can't even fathom what he went through in the garden. And yet he took it all so that we could have eternal life. At the moment they came to take him from the garden, of course, then Peter wanted to sort things in the natural. When they grabbed Jesus, then Peter drew the sword and the little knife, whatever, and cut off Malchus' ear. But then Jesus said, this is not the way we do this, Peter, and grabbed the ear and stuck it back on Malchus' head. It's an amazing story but it's just not a story. It actually happened. In the time of stress and duress, as the lamb being led to the slaughter, he still was invested in the people. What if he had hid that night? What if he had isolated that night? He knew he was supposed to be in the garden, but he chose to be in another room. He said, Lord, there has to be another way but yet he was at the right place at the right time. And when the soldiers came to take him, it looked like he was in the greatest defeat of his life. Even the disciples were saying things like, what's this all about? I mean, my God, we've been with this man for three and something years. I mean, I mean did we miss it? But Jesus being led to Calvary, Jesus being led to the beaten post was the will of God. I just don't know why some, some ugly things are happening. I'm not saying that is the will of God, but I know that there is an anointing that will take you through those hellish, bad times. Can I have a big amen? But the revelation to the church is this: is stop thinking that the will of God is angels walking before you dropping rose petals as you walk. There are some tight times ahead, guys. But with Christ, all things are possible. Again, with Christ, all things are possible. Say it with me. With Christ, all things are possible. I'm coming to a close. Worship team, please come by. Lift your hands if you got something out of this tonight. Seven of us, praise God. The rest of you, give me another opportunity tomorrow. I'll make it good for you but I believe every word that I'm speaking to you. I hope you understand that. I don't take this opportunity and privilege lightly. What my daughter wanted today was me to go to the stores with her, and I says, I can't. But she understands. Why? Because there are more eternal matters. We can go to the stores Monday before we fly out, but there's eternal matters, eternal affairs that need to be sorted. My family understand that. Can I ask you a question tonight? Does your family understand that? Does your loved ones understand that? because I watch my wife's face at times, saying, Paul, it would be wonderful to do this, and she knows by the look in my face it's not going to happen, is it? Because she knows that the call and the duty of Christ restrains my hand and restrains my movement because of the greater responsibility of the eternal weight of the church. I didn't sign up for this. But neither did Mary, the mother of Jesus. Can't find anything in the Bible that would even suggest that she prayed, please let me give birth to Jesus. But yet an angel shows up. From a couple of weeks ago, I was nearly like, I said to Karen actually a couple of times, I said, I, I don't have anything. I, I need... I need something from the Lord. I, 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 There's a meeting coming up. I I don't have anything. And she says, oh, for goodness sake, Paul. <laughs> As every good wife should say. I just got into bed and I heard the Spirit of the Lord when I was sleeping. It's amazing how you can hear the Spirit of God when you sleep. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, I can do anything. And he led me to the moment that Mary was overshadowed by the Spirit of God. The angel appeared and said, you're going to carry the Son of God. I don't know what that was like for her, but I'm telling you, Satan couldn't stop it. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, Satan can't stop you either. The power of God came upon her. By the power of the Spirit of God, she conceived the child. And fast forward to the water. Jesus coming to be baptized in the power of God for his three and a half years of ministry. And I heard while I was sleeping, I am God and I can do anything and Satan couldn't stop me baptizing my son with power you might be here tonight thinking that this is so elementary it's just so basic but yet for me it came as a fresh revelation because in some ways the Lord was revealing to me that I Paul really was boxing I could have been indignant when I came around from the sleep and says, I know the story of Mary and the birth of Jesus. I mean, how many times over these years have we recounted the Christmas message? But yet it just amazes me at times how much you forget. Because he said again, I am God and I can do anything. And he took me to the day of Pentecost. This is while I was sleeping. He took me to the day of Pentecost and he says, the devil couldn't stop me on the day of Pentecost when I came to pour out my power upon all flesh. And I went to the story of the angel appearing to Mary with these words in mind. I am God, and I can do anything. And I had forgotten that in Luke chapter 1, between about 27 and 37, verses 27 and 37, it actually says, at the end, where Mary says, be it unto me according to thy word, basically, then it says, nothing is impossible for God. And I looked at it and I said, Lord, it was truly you that came to me in my sleep. Because I had forgotten that even in that depiction of what the Spirit of the Lord said to me regarding Mary being conceived, that it actually says nothing is impossible for God. So again tonight at the close of another meeting, I say to you, God, God, Can do anything. I want you to respond to me and say, "God can do anything." There are things that you will never have to pray about, ladies and gentlemen. It is the plan of God for you to be at the right place at the right time. Mary didn't know that that night the angel was going to come. She didn't know that the Holy Spirit was going to overshadow her. She might have known something's up, but I'm telling you, she didn't know. But all of a sudden, look at you, and Say, all of a sudden. Come on, let me hear you say it. All of a sudden. Something changed. How many people believe that you could have in your life and all of a sudden something that you never prayed about, something that you never saw, something that you never saw on the trajectory right up ahead, something that you did not know. And then all of a sudden, in one night, everything changes. So we can limp along. Being the person that the snake bit. And keep looking at the wounds and keep looking at when will the swelling go down? Or worse, walk about life with the snake still attached to you, sucking the life out of you. Every bit of destiny, every bit of good that you actually did do. Do you know that you in this church were one of the voices? that me and my family would tune into through that pandemic. And every time your pastors and this team, this team, these people, these videographers, these people that were involved putting these things together, these prayer meetings, these global prayer meetings, getting together minister minister after minister after minister after minister after minister. We were blessed because of that. That gave many people that I know in the body of Christ a focus. That gave many people in the body of Christ that I know hope. Because somebody somewhere was praying. Somebody somewhere was doing something. And it doesn't take a lot to do a lot. So I want to tell you. You've done a phenomenal thing. You've run a phenomenal course, a race. But Scripture also says that you have to run and jump over that wall. You have to run through a trip. You've got to run and jump over that wall. We cannot be like the children of Israel standing night and day being tormented by a Goliath. I don't believe that the David has to come. I believe that we represent a spirit of David and not accepting the Goliath that wants to approach to Maya that wants to just stand in our face and say, You're not gonna do this. We're gonna take you, we're gonna take you out, we're gonna stop the church, we're gonna do this, we're gonna not. I have news for Goliath, I have news for the enemy. You will never stop me in the name of Jesus, and you will not stop this work. Can I have a big amen? Come on, somebody give the Lord praise and honor and glory you have to get your fight back you have to get your song back you have to get your joy back you have to get that victory back you got to put on the that. you put on the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness is gone from you do not let the spirit of the world get on you do not get the spirit of COVID on you it is a spirit there's something behind this ladies and gentlemen it is not natural and it it's trying to hurt people but we the body of Christ filled with the power power of God filled with the name that is above every name shall see that every knee shall buy and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord give the Lord a shout tonight